Shut up and sit down. Episode 88. There we go. We're live. What's up, guys? Welcome back to the show. You're listening to the Quiet Part Loud podcast. I'm Daryl. I'm the host of this thing. It's good to be here. As always, thanks for tuning in. Um, pushing through to the end of the week, uh, Wednesday evening now, so you guys will be getting this show Thursday. Uh, I just want to say thanks for listening to our previous episodes. This one is going to come very, very timely, actually, um, with some of the first bits we're going to talk about here. Um, but again, thanks for thanks for tuning in. I want to give a. Sh- I just want to give an update on uh, on the show and how you can reach us and 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 how you can find us uh we're always available on soundcloud always available on spotify always available on itunes um and we have our twitter feed as well which we use more and more to kind of promote the links of the show put those out uh so you can find them easy you can search quiet part loud on that um but we we have uh, a facebook page as well which i usually promote at this time but i'm not able to do that anymore because leading into the first thing that I wanted to talk about, which follows on nicely from some of the subjects, uh, subject matter that we were talking about in the last episode, which was around, we called the last show, censorship is not eradication. And this was in regard to Alex Jones and Milo Yiannopoulos and Louis Farrakhan and others being banned from Facebook for being dangerous. That was, that was Facebook's reasoning, quote unquote, dangerous people so the last episode we touched on kind of how how this could manifest and how this could play out um and you know what a slippery slope messing around with you know freedom of expression and freedom of speech is and why that should not be put into the hands of people who have commercial interests you know at the at the root of their you know at their at the root of their business is revenue and someone who has not only a monetary and a commercial agenda but also a political agenda it's very it's very tough to to justify why you would give somebody the power of being able to arbitrate what users on that platform are able to distribute because we talked about you know, what Facebook is in terms of its status. Is it a publisher? Is it a website? You know, is it, is it a, is it a utility? Is it just a communication tool? What, it, what responsibility ultimately should they bear in terms of the content that's being put out by their users? And based on whatever responsibility they assume or are made to assume should determine how they can regulate the platform, but the way the way it goes right now is they have a code of conduct, which nobody's ever read, obviously. Um, and you are to blindly follow that to their interpretation. Now, I bring this up because of something that's happened and, and it leads me to what I was saying a minute ago about not being able to promote the show on our Facebook page. I've personally been banned permanently 
from Facebook. So again, I've been banned <coughs> permanently from Facebook. Now, the last thing that I posted on Facebook was in regards to this subject matter exactly. And the last thing that I want to do, and I want to kind of preface this whole thing by saying I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist here. I'm not, I'm not trying to go down the rabbit hole of, you know, secret organizations and clandestine operations and things like that. That is not my MO with this, with this conversation. What my, what my motive is here is to shine a light on exactly what the process in my experience was because it's still fresh. It happened uh, three days ago, something like that. And I just want to shine a light, light on what happened from my perspective and what's happened as a result and how that process looked. Because I think it's really worth shining a light on what is ultimately a complete lack of accountability on one side of this, this discussion. And I'm, what I mean by that is Facebook, as the owners of this, of this website, have the capability and authority to just switch your lights off, right? Just switch your lights off. Okay, they hold some, they hold the power, you know, they, it's their prerogative to run their business this way, right? They're only responsible ultimately to their board and their shareholders, right? So users are the commodity. We're the thing that makes them valuable. So coupled with an ad model plus a political leaning makes you think, okay, cool. We need to go down a real sparkly route here. So anything that we don't like that can be, be interpreted as a violation of our code of conduct, let's get rid of those people. Like I've spoken about being in the gym, recording a video and being uh, penalized from Facebook for copyright violation because those vid videos are tagged up and they're recognized, you know, and their algorithm pulls them up. And, you know, if you challenge it, you get a seven day ban. If you don't, they'll post like muted videos. So your videos kind of interrupted, you know, they have their way of, of, of dealing with it. But that's a very benign sort of censorship, right? Or kind of wrangling up of what users can and can't do and, and just kind of putting them in check and just kind of slapping them on the wrist and saying, don't do that. But when you're talking about people who are expressing a political opinion or a social opinion that is different to the one that the founders or the, you know, the board of directors or that community have, then you're looked at as more of a like persona non grata. Like they don't want nothing to do with you. Just want to wipe you out. They don't want any, they don't want to, there's no interest in the dialogue. There's no interest in the debate. There's no interest in the nuance. There's no interest in escaping the echo chamber. They don't want it. Now, that's kind of relatable to the Alex Jones and the Milo and the Louis Farrakhan stuff, right? Louis Farrakhan has been known to say some anti-Semitic things. He's, you know, he's not a good guy. And I see like Snoop Dogg coming out and defending him. And, you know, Snoop Dogg, in my opinion, is, is just a, like, he's just a relic. Um, and a lot of this, 
a lot of the stuff he says is just is just junk. Um, you know, Milo is a provocateur. He's you know, he's a he's a white gay Jewish person that loves black people, but people call him anti-Semitic, racist, and all the other stuff. He's a provocateur, right? And Alex Jones is a conspiracy theorist. We know this. You know, as he stepped the line uh, a little too closely in the past, absolutely. But again, on the last episode, we talked about things like freedom of speech, freedom of expression, penalize um, the 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 uh, the penalization. Is that is that a word? The you know, doling out penalties for infractions on these things and how that could be done differently than they currently are, holding people you know more criminally responsible. Let's say, right? So big advocate for you know regulating the content on the platform to an extent but not in a form of censorship, not in a form of saying that is banned, that is, that, is, that is not part of the world that we're trying to create, right? That is not, that's too dangerous to be on our platform. That's too extreme to be on our platform. And of course, you know, if we're talking about extreme, there are, again, levels of this. We're not seeing Al-Qaeda beheading videos ISIS beheading videos, you know what I mean? We're not seeing like faces of death type shit on Facebook. Although some would argue that a lot of the content on Facebook does border on like gruesome and horrific. I mean, it's no problem for, you know, PETA to put an animal cruelty video on there or for me to see a dog being thrown over a cliff or, you know, mistreated on a movie set or, you know, people getting run over by the military vehicles, you know, uh, in, in, in protest, right? Like we see all these sorts of things. The aftermaths of shootings, you know, things like, like we see all of these things. So I'm leading towards something because... There's people saying stuff that, you know, the the owners of Facebook and the tech community as a whole have decided those people are toxic. We want them shut down. We want them silenced. We want them censored. There's the other side of it that allows, you know, all of this content if it's disguised as something else. And then there's like individual users. So as I said to you previously, the last thing I remember posting on Facebook was something about this subject. About why we don't want to go down the censorship route because that is a very, very slippery slope and how that could apply when taken as a violation but in a situation where the offense was one degree less severe than what they're accusing Alex Jones or Milo of being, right? Right? So they're too dangerous. Maybe this time it was just dangerous. And maybe the next time is potentially dangerous. And then viewed as harmful or considered inappropriate. You know what I mean? Like it just can come on down and you can get, and they can apply the same rules to Alex Jones and Milo and Louis Farrakhan, these bannies, these censoring uh, maneuvers that they do of these Individuals who have large followings of people who disagree with the core principles of a Facebook, of a Mark Zuckerberg, of a board of directors that would, you know, that would occupy that table. These people have massive followings and they've just, like I said, shut them down. And this is a political, this is a political argument because they have fundamentally different political views. 
And whether or not they're seeing that as throwing them in the same basket as like the Russian trolls and, you know, the bot farms and things like that, where they're going to influence the election one way or another, but they're completely different things. One is an outside entity that is run by the state government of Russia to interfere specifically in the, uh, in the elections in the U.S. The other is a person who has a platform and a point of view that is expressing it that happens to be different than the liberal progressives that occupy the ownership and the top spots at Facebook. But apparently... This is also being rolled out to regular users, like myself. So what I got the other day, I woke up, I think it was Saturday or Sunday morning, I woke up and I checked my Facebook, you know, notifications, what have you, and there was a, there was a, like a yellow one there with an exclamation point or something like that. And it was from Facebook saying your account has been temporarily or you're, you're being given a warning or something like that for uh, content that violates our community codes of conduct. Okay, so I clicked in. I'm like, what the hell? Like I posted something about this subject. Then I think the post before that was a picture um, in the back of my car with plants uh, and flowers that my wife and I had bought on the weekend. Um. The one before that was, I think it was actually uh, something to do with a, these kids throwing a dog over a cliff, which was on one of Facebook's uh, pages, right? So anyways, I click into the, into the warning notification that they've sent me, and they said your account is, like you're being warned or something. It was, like it wasn't a banning, it wasn't a, like a disabling or something like that. It may be a, like maybe it was like a temporary disabling or something like that. Anyways... I clicked on it and the reason was sexually explicit content. Let me see if I can find the email. Nah, I don't, I don't have it. It's just uh, like a recap. But the message I got from them was, unfortunately your account has been disabled for not following the Facebook community standards and we won't be able to reactivate it. We disable accounts that solicit others or solicit others or feature content that is sexually suggestive slash contains nudity. We require everybody to follow community standards to keep Facebook safe. Learn more about the community standards at blah, 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 blah. And because they've disabled my account now, I can't actually go in there and uh, look at any of the feedback. But let me just make this very, very clear to anybody that's listening, okay? <laughs> There was one folder on my Facebook that I posted maybe, mm, I don't know, seven, eight years ago that has like some girls in like bikinis and stuff. So if they're going retroactively and looking at that folder, then God fucking forbid everybody for everything you've ever put on Facebook because who knows when they'll be knocking at your door as well. But if it's not that folder, again, didn't have any nudity in it. Nothing that you wouldn't see on a model's Facebook page or an Instagram page, which, by the way, is owned by Facebook as well. Or some of the filth that you'll see on Twitter if you put the right hashtag in. I categorically do not post anything that would fit the description of what Facebook are accusing me of doing. Okay? I'm just saying that flat out. There's no debate. Because I, I said this to somebody the other day. Uh, I said this to somebody a couple days ago when it happened. And he said to me, well, you must have done something. They're not just going to ban you for nothing. 
And I said, well, you, logically, that sounds exactly right. They shouldn't be banning me for nothing. But I can tell you right now that I do not solicit anybody on Facebook. I, I don't even, like, what does that mean? Like, trying to, like, uh, proposition people into doing things for me sexually or something? Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Right? Explicit content or nudity? Listen, I'm married, right? My wife's family is quite conservative, and I'm connected with all of them, including her mother, on Facebook. I grew up with my mom and my sister in our household. I've been the primary male in my family for a good 26 years. 20, how old am I? Call it, call it 30 years, yeah? Let's make it nice and easy. There is no fucking way I would post anything gratuitous like that on Facebook. Politically, uh, political violence, um, animal abuse, maybe, stuff like that. Uh, maybe I'll get a bit crude in my commentary when, you know, when I'm posting something that maybe I'm passionate about or, or, that, or that deserves ridicule or something like that. But to accuse me of posting something of that nature is fucking ridiculous. It's ridiculous. And anybody listening to this that followed me on Facebook, you know, past tense, can vouch for that. Because the people I know that are listening to this or that I hope will be listening to this, that are on my, or were on my Facebook, uh, like feed, friends list, whatever, you, you know what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. I'll put some shit on my Facebook feed. I will put some shit. I will call some people out on my Facebook feed, 100%. But there's certain things I will not do. It's called integrity, man. It's called character, and it's actually called being a fucking grown-up, okay? So, Facebook, give me a warning. They say, this is what it is, right? I click into the warning. They say, this is what you've done. I'm like, get the, what I just said to you guys, get the fuck out of here. This is nonsense. So I'm thinking back, what have I posted? What have I posted? What have I posted? I'm good. I am good. Clear conscience on that, 100%. So has my account been hacked? I don't fucking know. I have no idea. Facebook, there's no recourse on this, by the way. So we'll get to that. So the first email warning they said, or the first notification on Facebook said something like, uh, this is what the problem was. Uh, do you want to appeal the decision? Like you're, you're getting a ban or something like you're getting a, a temporary ban or something like that. And I'm like, yeah, of course I'm going to appeal it. Of course I'm going to appeal it. So I write in my appeal, right? They only allow you 300 characters, by the way, because you have to explain the nuance of what might have happened, plus ask questions and, and, and develop some line of inquiry in 300 characters. So faulty mechanism for dealing with this problem anyways, which leads me to believe that they don't actually want to deal with this problem anyways. They just want people that they don't like, don't approve of off their platform, right? So I write my appeal. Press send. Error. There's an error. It doesn't send the appeal. I haven't copied it, so now I got to write it again. So I got to go through the process again, and I got to write another appeal. So I try my best just recall what I've written in those in that massive 300-character diatribe that I might have tried to defend myself and ask some questions in. So I rewrite it, and I get the same thing again. Okay, let's give it one more try. So I go a third time and do the same thing. Press send. It finally works. 
I get an email from Facebook thinking, okay, cool. Maybe this will be a forum, right? Maybe this will be a Q&A with a bot or something like that. I don't know. I've not gone through this, so I don't know. The email from Facebook says, share more information. I'm like, okay, cool. They want some evidence or something like that. Because one of the things I did say was, I didn't do what I'm accused of. What was the post? Please provide evidence. <clears throat> so when that finally went through and I got my second email from Facebook that said share information, I thought before I opened it, perhaps they want to know more information or perhaps they've got a question for me. Mm. So I open it up. Your account has been disabled. Well, it was the one that I just read for you. And we won't be able to reactivate it. It's been permanently disabled. And that's it. There's no recourse now. There's no communication. There's no one actual person. There's not even a fucking email address that I can reach out to. To say, hey, guys, what's going on? Is this because I posted about Alex Jones and Milo Yiannopoulos and Louis Farrakhan? Or is this because I posted my podcast, episode 87, censorship does not mean eradication, in case you want to check that out, to, to my podcast page on your platform? What, what was it? What was it? Because it sure as fuck wasn't the pots uh, and plants that I had in the back of my car. It wasn't that photo. It wasn't the article I shared from whatever the business page was on your platform about the dog getting tossed over the cliff by the two young kids. It wasn't that. Surely. Or are we going back retrospectively and looking at this album, which hasn't been added to in years, contains no nudity that I can recall, and why would you do it 10 years after it was posted or seven years after it was posted? I don't even know when it was posted. It's called For the Boys. That's literally the title of it. And it's just some hot women. That's all it is. So is it that? Well, I don't know. But what I do know, which is the crux of this problem for me, minus the censorship issue that we've already kind of touched on and that we talked about in the last episode. The problem for me now is that I have no, I have no way of getting my content. They've effectively hijacked 10 years of content, 10 years of my photos. And that includes from when, basically from when I moved to England. All my photos, all of my videos, the two business pages that I have, one for this podcast, the other for my fitness business, the fitness one has a couple of thousand people on that page. I've spent money to promote it and it's gone. What I have realized though, after being off of Facebook for what is it going on three days or something like that is I don't miss it one bit. Not one bit. I actually don't want to be back on the platform now that I'm off, which is the funny thing. All I want is my content and I might just review it and delete it. 
But that's my fucking content. That's not Facebook's content. And they can say whatever they want about their code of community services or their code of conduct or whatever. They can say whatever they want about, you know, the right to, uh, you know, dismiss users at their whim because it's their platform and they're responsible to their shareholders. Like, I mean, keeping Facebook safe, get out of here. The biggest proponents of the damage done by users on Facebook has been done by Facebook. They're the ones that released all the passwords. They're the ones that sold all the data to these foreign companies. They're the ones that allowed fucking Russian bots and troll farms to infiltrate their entire system and affect the country's elections. Don't put this shit on me like I'm a problem. The accusation is insulting enough. The censorship is just kind of salt in the wound. Take me off your platform. I don't care. I just want my content at this point in time. I mean, I've been contemplating leaving Facebook forever. And maybe they just did me a massive favor. But I want my content. There's so much content on there. I don't even know what's on there. But this is the thing. I used Facebook as like, later on I used it just to kind of post and rant, but previously I would use it almost like as a, as a photo library, as a video library, right? I'm sure tons of people out there use it for the same thing. And to have that content just at the snap of a finger, at the press of a button, gone. That has to constitute some sort of theft. And I know their lawyers are probably very smart and it's in the code of conduct and in their T's and C's that anything uploaded to Facebook, if the user's account is terminated, does not have to return it and becomes the property of Facebook. I'm sure there's something in their T's and C's that says that. But it doesn't make that shit right. It doesn't make that shit. It doesn't make that any less nefarious. I mean, who, I mean, honestly, think about that. At the drop of a dime, they can shut your account down and they don't have any recourse. You, or you have no recourse to get any of your, any of your content. So... What I'm going to do is actually speak to a couple of attorneys that specialize in internet law. I mean, I think that's a pretty specialized subject, but I'm going to have a look because I don't, like I said, man, I don't want back on that platform. I don't want back on, again, it's just a platform. <clears throat> they cannot arbitrate. They cannot be the, the, the judge, jury, and executioner for free speech, for expression. And mind you now, I didn't do anything incorrect. I didn't do anything wrong. So I don't even know what they're talking about. That's the worst thing about it is you can't even get an explanation. They gave me bullet points. Soliciting others, sexually, explo uh, sexually, um, like sexually explicit material and uh, what was the other one? Uh, nudity or something like that yeah like just fucking nuts so you can't even inquire so where does that leave us guys 
I mean, this is troubling, right? This is really troubling that a company can just switch you off. And this is why I think there needs to be some regulation because it can't go unchecked where a company can just shut you down without explanation. And I'm sorry, the explanation provided was not sufficient because I know that I did not do what they are saying that I did. And the fact that I even feel like I'm on trial here or being accused of something like that is, is gross. And they should not be able to get away with that because for me, that is a defamation of character. And, like, and, and maybe some people out there are saying, well, you didn't have to talk about it. You didn't have to tell us what it was all about. No, for sure I had to tell you what it was all about because only with the revelation of what I was accused of doing do you see how nefarious and how how easy this is for them. And giving this kind of control to a tech company that clearly has political leanings, you know, progressive stances, whatever their ethos is that you don't comply with, they can just shut you down. This is not something that is an open, free, connecting platform. And I don't think that something like, like Facebook should have any legislation over what I can or cannot say on the internet. They're part of the internet. And yes, they're a publicly traded company. I understand all of that. I get that. But we need to talk about how we get these guys under control because they're not doing what the internet was set out to do, which was be an open source of communication <clears throat> and just a freedom of expression. Put what, you, put what you want there. Always free, always open, always connected. But when you start putting little chinks in that armor via companies that have so much control over that product, which is the internet, we are in a dangerous position. Now, luckily, I haven't done anything, you know, like this on Twitter or been accused of anything like this on Twitter. I'd be off that too. I'm surprised this hasn't trickled over into Instagram. But who knows? Time will tell if that actually does snowball. <clears throat> but I did a little digging on Twitter after this and what i found was there's actually hundreds of people that this is happening to they wake up one day they get a bum notice they can't inquire there's no recourse and they're disabled maybe some of them are bad guys maybe some of them are bad girls i don't know but it seems like i'm not even close to alone in this situation. But I didn't think it had already started happening to just regular people, quote unquote. I know I knew that they were going after big opposition voices. I knew that. But I didn't know that they were coming after little guys too. You know, I'm under no pretense that I'm some fucking internet star or podcast star. That's not what this is about. I'm just getting a, a word out. But I was using Facebook as a, a distribution platform for two of my products, for two of the things that I'm trying to do. And they've just said, 
without question, without hesitation, without consideration or any communication, they say, see you later. And as I said, I don't want on that platform again. I do not want to be associated with people like that. In fact, again, if Twitter wasn't a mechanism for distribution, I'd probably be off that too. But for now, I'm there and I'm still on Instagram. But I wanted to let you know, after 30 minutes of ranting and raving, that we are off of Facebook for this podcast we will not be going back on there for this podcast and you'll have to find our links either at the source, Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud or via Twitter, which is at Quiet Part Loud. So you can always find us there. We are literally that, okay? So you can check us out there, but we're not going back on Facebook. We're gonna continue investigating on how we can get, you know, how I can get my content back. Keep saying we, it's my content, I want it back. And Facebook are holding it for no reason right now, which is unacceptable. We have to be careful with these guys, man. They've got way too much authority, way too much power, and they're not accountable to anybody but themselves. And that leaves their biggest commodity at risk, at you know, at their whim. Whatever they want to do, whenever they want to do it, what are you going to do about it? You're their commodity. There's 2 billion people on Facebook. And they're all commodity. They're, that's all, you're all dollar signs. Everybody is a dollar sign on Facebook. But this is obviously trickling down into the normal everyday user of Facebook as well. So just either be careful what you say or make sure you've got two accounts set up so you can go in there and try to retrieve some of your content, which I didn't do. I was silly enough not to do it. But I believe there's some websites out there that provide data purges and content purges from Facebook. So have a look at that as well. I'm going to be looking into some of that, but I'm not sure how effective that'll be now that my account's actually shut down. But these are things that, you know, like you'd back up a computer, perhaps you want to back up your Facebook just in case. Because I'm telling you guys, I didn't do anything wrong, literally. And I'm not trying to sit here and be like, oh, woe is me, I'm a victim. But fuck those guys, man. They, they're playing dirty. They're, they're not giving me any real reason. And the reason they're giving me are bullshit. 100%. And anybody that knows anything that I post on social media will know what I'm saying is true. Also, why would I bring this up if I'm lying? Why would I go on a 30-minute rant about something when I actually did something wrong? That would just be stupid. That would be that would be the height of ridiculous. So I don't know what I don't know what's next. Like I said, I'm gonna try to inquire as to some uh, some lawyers that specialize in internet law, see if that helps. Keep scouring the internet for anybody you know that might be able to lend some assistance to this thing. But I'll say it for the final time. I do not want back on Facebook. Facebook is a fucking cesspool, okay? Facebook is is everything you're basically scared to let go of and figure out that if you actually stopped looking down at that screen and looked up for a minute, you'd see all the stuff going on around you that's way more interesting than the bullshit that's on Facebook because Facebook is just a mood drain, a time drain. It's an, it's an energy and a time waster. That's it. And I'm three days out of Facebook 
<coughs> and other than being pissed off about the content issue and the fact that I can't promote this show through it and my fitness business through it, I don't care about Facebook. And it's my fault. I should have went ages ago. So the only thing on there was the business pages. I should have done it ages ago, but I didn't. And there you go. So now we're, we're on a different path. So never mind. But I wanted to shine a light on it, guys, because it's disgusting. The behavior is disgusting. The lack of recourse and accountability is disgusting. And I never actually thought I'd say it, but I've been banned from Facebook. And people laugh out loud when they hear me say that to them. Sorry, you can't get me on Facebook anymore. I've been kicked off. I've been banned permanently. I told a guy in the gym this morning, he was like, what? He's like, how do you get banned from Facebook? I was like, apparently I, I posted something <laughs> something inappropriate. He's like, get the fuck out of here. He's like, they didn't give you a warning? I'm like, they tried. But when I <laughs> disputed the warning, they kicked me off permanently. And it's hilarious. It's hilarious that this is the absurdity that we find ourselves living in. So let me hear your stories out there if you've ever had anything similar with Facebook happen. But fuck you and fuck Zuckerberg and fuck everybody else at that company because you're all a bunch of fucking idiots, man. I mean, God, talk about being part of the problem, you know? Not part of the solution at all, at all. You had a chance to do something great and you blew it. Right? Like Mo Tilden says, you blew it. I gave you a chance to be a world leader and you blew it. You blew it. I gave you a chance to connect the world, make everybody friends, and you blew it. You blew it. Fucking company, man. Nothing but garbage and reruns. It, it literally is. My feed's like, before I got booted, my feed was like a rerun. I would see the same articles coming over and over and over again. And then some stupid shit about somebody's kids. And I was like, fuck off. You know? I'm not mad about being kicked off Facebook. I'm mad that I don't have my content. All I want is my content. So let's see what we can do about that. Anyways, thanks for listening to me whinge, guys. There's other shit going on besides my dilemma with Facebook. One of the things I want to talk about, which I also mentioned on the last episode, was a new face of politics. And what I found out since then is there's a company out there called Novara Media, which I think is really is really part of the spearhead. I don't know if they're the front first leaders, but they're they're definitely up there and they seem to be doing some really some interesting work. Some interesting work. I gotta look a little bit deeper, but I think this was a nice thing to find. A group of younger people, we're not talking 12, 13, 14, 15, we're talking, you know, proper people, PhD students and things like that experienced content producers, journalists, etc. <clears throat> but they speak out for for a more youth-based audience, which is fantastic. Talking about real issues, talking about real problems, trying to hold people accountable. And I think I'm going to reach out to them, see if I can't get some interviews with uh, with some of the folks over there, because I think it'd be interesting to talk to, get their take on, you know, what the new face of politics is, who's to look out for who's like has that person emerged yet where do we think they're going to come from these sorts of questions i'm interested because they obviously have their you know ear to the ground and their kind of finger on the pulse as it were but you know a lot more than i do that's that's definite but i'd like to reach out to them because i think this could be a great sign of of 
of influencing the younger generation coming up not to listen to the bullshit of the older generation, which currently is infesting our political system and has done for decades and decades and decades. It is time to move on for that, from that. It is time for a new face in politics. It is time for young, politically-minded, savvy people to rise up and add some diversity across age, creed, culture, whatever, race, doesn't matter, religion, doesn't matter. We just need some variety. Because when I look at the political st structure system across the country, across the US, it's all the same. And how do we expect to exist and prosper and grow in a diverse world that we live in now with the same old stuff? That's all this is. It's the same old stuff. It's just getting more blatant and more incompetent now because the system's broken. But I think Navarre are doing some good work and I want to reach out to them for some more, uh, more info and see if we can't have a proper conversation with some of those folks over there because I think they're doing good stuff. So... What else? Lots, actually. <laughs> um, okay, so maybe I'll bring it local real quick and talk about some local issues. Now, if you're in London, this isn't going to be local. And if you're a UK resident, this isn't going to be that local either. And what I'm talking about is, um, is obviously the increase in knife crime and, you know, kind of violence and, you know, what we're seeing increased in our local communities and what seems to be almost a zero response effort to solving the problem and a couple days ago yesterday yeah maybe it was yesterday um i got a message from my wife that informed me that a house that is approximately 200 yards away from my front door was burgled whilst the residents were home with their young daughter at four o'clock in the morning, around the time I actually go to the gym. So, you know, suspect. Um, they apparently broke in through the garden, robbed them and stole their, what looked to be a 70,000 pound Mercedes Benz SUV. Just fucking robbed them. Six months ago, seven months ago, a girl got a machete uh, to the head. Maybe 800 yards from my front door. And I don't live in a bad area. I live in the royal borough of Greenwich. And this shit's going on. Two days ago, this family got burgled and had their vehicle stolen. It's been, well, it's been a day. They haven't got the vehicle back. Who knows if they will. Um... But imagine the shock that family must have gone through. And then I hear this news and I go, well, I've written to my local politician numerous times. Let me see if I can hit him up on Twitter. Well, not a word. Not a word in response. When I say, hey, Matthew Pennycook, how come you're not addressing the rising violence that is affecting your local community, your local constituents, their families. People don't feel safe. You know what I spent yesterday doing? Shopping for a, a, an alarm, a home security system 
That's what I spent my afternoon doing. Not my afternoon, but you know, when I got home in the evening. A home security system. What is the loudest, most effective security system I can get to protect my family? So rather than relying on, you know, the police, the council, the government to keep my street safe, I have to now Fort Knox my house. Because little fucking criminals think it's a good idea to do home invasions on any random person they think might have some loot. This isn't a new problem but it's a lot closer to home than it's ever been before. So you know what I bought? I bought a big fucking baseball bat just as a temporary measure because I will crack a motherfucker's dome open like a cantaloupe if he tries to make me and my family victims. Like, I don't even hesitate. There's no emotion change. There's no heart rate increase. I'm talking about self-preservation and protecting one's property. And protecting one's well-being. And protecting one's mental health. You know the trauma these people have gone through watching their little daughter? Like, experience being robbed at 4 o'clock in the morning? Fuck you. And fuck those people. The robbers, I mean. The criminals. Obviously not the family. You know, I hope they're okay. But, like... The motherfucker comes out in me in situations like this. I'm telling you. And I start to think, well, why do we need those people around in the first place? What, do we want to fucking find out how bad their mental health is? How bad, how badly impoverished they are? There's a lot of poor people out there. There's a lot of people who have mental health issues out there. There's a lot of people out there with all of those problems that aren't going around breaking into people's houses and stealing their vehicles. That is not this. This is criminality. This is criminality. Go out and get a fucking job. Try a little harder, you piece of shit. Victimize innocent people. I tell you what, man. The motherfucker comes out. I'm like, why do we need these people? Give them a hot dose in their fucking arm and see you later. Why do we need them? Victimizing families. Get the fuck out of here. In this day and age, in Britain... Horrendous. So I'm not going to be that guy. So we're going to tool up the house. Because I'm not going to be a fucking statistic. Of random violence and criminality. No, sorry. Do you know it's illegal for a woman to carry mace in this country? Are you fucking crazy? The amount of scumbags there are in this country, in every major city in the world, but London, god damn, they're running around. And don't get me wrong, man, I love this city. But there's some fundamental failures going on throughout the system. Throughout the system, from the local councils. I mean, we got a monstrosity of an apartment building complex being up, otherwise called an estate. They're building one at the end of this fucking, at the end of my road. My property value has been going up and up and up and up. And guess what's going to happen now? <laughs> See ya. Why? Because I got to allocate 20% of that property to low income or redistributed families. 
You know what happens when a borough redistributes its citizens? Let me get let me tell you something. They're not sending the best ones. Does that sound like Donald Trump? I don't give a fuck. This is my family and their preservation. And I'm not saying set up a border. I don't want immigration. It's got nothing to do with that. That's about this is about domestic violence and criminality. That's being it's not being addressed. <clears throat> I'm sorry. It is not being addressed. Get the fucking CCTV cameras up. Get surveillance up. Get the police recruited. Get more of them on the street. Pay them overtime. And let's get busy. Let's get busy. You look dodgy. You're fucking getting stopped and searched. I don't give a fuck. Let's go. Oh, it's going to bring some racial profiling. And then it's going to fucking, then it's going to make them think about cops in the wrong way. They already do. They already do. So what are we doing here? What are we waiting for? Get to the root of the problem. You know what the root of the problem is? Getting the fucking knives off the street. You know how you get the fucking knives off the street? You stop the people that most likely got the knives. What are we talking about? A three-year-old girl was the victim of a fucking home invasion. Obviously, she didn't own the home. She was there with her family, blah, 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 blah. We, you know, do I have to be that specific? No, she was victimized. This little girl was victimized. They said to my wife, the little girl said, Daddy, were the ones in the stripes the bad men? Are you kidding me? So let's address the problem. How about that? How about we pull our fingers out of our bureaucratic asses and get to work? This is not racial profiling. This is not racial profiling. So stop. When do these crimes occur? Always. But they increase in the evenings. Like, I don't have the data. The police should have the data on the crime. And they should manifest their resources at the appropriate times in the appropriate areas. And they should be going through a massive recruitment phase. And if they don't have the funding, then whoever's in charge should be fucking fired. I'm livid about this. This was, this was 200 yards from my front door. And they just come in. I either just missed them going... Like, they either did this just before I left or just after I'd gone. And I'm not saying that I'm going to play some fucking Bruce Willis diehard, you know, bad motherfucking hero when I see a home invasion. I'm probably going to duck out and call the cops, to be honest with you. Because why do I want to catch a knife to the gut at four in the morning? But... I'm tooling up my house. There's going to be cameras at every fucking entrance. There's going to be sensors on every single door and window. And if any of those sensors are blown up, it's going to wake the whole goddamn neighborhood up. I don't care. Baseball bats at every door. I'm telling you, man. We got a real problem. If somebody thinks that this is the house to try to be making a cash windfall off of.
because I'm gonna bust your fucking nut. I'm telling you right now. I'm not gonna be the one. I'm not gonna be a, a statistic of knife crime and random acts of violence. Not happening. So, I wrote to my local MP who, I don't know if all MPs are like this, but this this person is just, I mean, he's nothing. He is absolutely nothing. It's really spurring on my interest to get into politics. Because when you've got wet blankets running around, feeding like talking points, I mean, his tweet this morning was about, let's stop using fossil fuels at, and a period after every word and every word was capitalized. I mean, yeah, climate change is a massive problem, but you've got a responsibility to your local constituents who put you in power and put you in office to look after them, to help secure their neighborhoods as best you can. Make the places that they reside safe for them and their families. We pay so much to this government, so much to our local councils, and get nothing in return. Absolutely nothing. I mentioned earlier before I went off on a massive fucking rant that there's a monstrosity of an apartment building complex, otherwise known as an estate, at the end of my road. Well, I found out recently that Everybody in the community or a great number of people that came into the community. I think this was around the time we were just moving in. So I wasn't privy to this. But apparently a lot of members of the community went to protest this development going on. Unanimous. Like nobody wanted this in the community. Nobody wanted this being built. But it went through anyways. And the council people that were on the board that approved this construction project. You know where they are now? Fucking fired. They're all under investigation for fraud. So it's making it real interesting for me right now to say, maybe I should go out there and get on a soapbox. Because I'm so sick and tired of the status quo. Of course the council was corrupt. Of course all the council members were corrupt. Of course that's how this monstrosity of a building that's going to bring no positive impact to this community got approved. Of course. But do you think they'll be held accountable? Will they? Fuck. Nothing's going to happen to these people. Absolutely nothing. And this is one of the problems with the system we find ourselves in. Is this a game of self-interest? But these idiots don't even play the long game. You don't jack a man for everything he's worth. You bleed them slow and get regular income payments. You know what I'm saying? They don't do anything with long-term mentalities in mind because they don't have a long-term placement, if that makes sense. There's nothing to play for, right? Definitely at the national level. But I'm telling you what, this Matthew Pennycook, wow. What a useless piece of shit this guy is. I mean, the stuff I see from him on Twitter is laughable. Look at this. 
Let me read you some of I mean he I mean just his face alone. Greenwich, Labour Member of Parliament for Greenwich and Woolwich. He's a shadow Brexit minister, and he's also Arthur's dad. Let's keep the kids out of it, yeah? He's got his own website. We'll take a look at that in a minute. Stop, period, funding, period, fossil, period, fuels, period. In response to a tweet that said the IMF, no enemy of business, estimates that globally fossil fuels which poison our future are being subsidized 5.2 trillion annually, simply, simply removing those subsidies, they say, would have lowered global emissions by 28%, the deaths from air pollution by 46%, unconscion unconscionable. And his response is, stop funding fossil fuels and fossil fuel subsidies, climate action. Great. Great, Matthew. Thanks for really towing the line. You're really, you're really standing out with some interesting analysis on the issue of climate change and, you know, how from a policy perspective we can really address this issue. Really, really insightful stuff. Stop funding fossil fuels. He's meeting with the Greenwich arm of the Extinction Rebellion, apparently to talk about how to affect, you know, improve climate uh, emissions, improve emissions uh, at the local level, right? <clears throat> and then you look down his feet a little bit more and he's being praised by another MP for managing to finally get funding for the uh, crosswalk in Greenwich, a crosswalk. You know when it's going to be built? In a year. A crosswalk. Hey, go send the construction workers to build the crosswalk. Like, what are we talking about? This guy's going to take effective action on Brexit as a shadow minister. This guy's going to make effective changes to the climate. This motherfucker can't even get a sidewalk built. There's no improvements going on in Greenwich. Everything looks a mess. It's ridiculous. Our roads are unpaved. Potholes all over the place. Garbage all over the place. Crime is going up. And he's getting a crosswalk built? <laughs> Yeehaw! Really doing the nation's work. Really doing the people's bit in there. Fantastic job. Where were you when they were building two massive atrocious complexes in high residential areas and the air pollution that was contributing to our local areas two years ago? Where were you on that one, big guy? Meeting with the Extinction Rebellion, are you? Oh, you're really, really up there, front of the line in terms of climate change activism. Get the fuck out of here. Sick of these politicians, man. Acting like politicians, man. Can we get some real people that actually recognize what the problems are and aren't afraid to speak up and do something about it? This guy's a keyboard warrior. Toe in the line, we still need a Brexit. Beat it, nerd. Only now is he coming out. Oh, I said from the box on April 9th that any decision that's come forth... For a future Brexit needs to be put to the people for a vote. Yeah? 
Where were you when your constituents were asking you flat out if you support a second referendum and you were dodging the question like a goddamn politician? Time for some accountability, people. Making it really, really interesting. Really interesting. But I can't throw my hat into politics. They wouldn't have me in politics. I wouldn't be able to bite my tongue. I would be considered inappropriate. I would be considered not viable. I'm sure. But I'm glad to know that there are some folks out there coming up in the younger generation that are looking to address these problems in the right way with real action. Instead of just talking about things on Twitter. You know, Matthew Pennycook definitely retweeted a little praise. A little praise from, uh, from Aiden Smith who gave him a shout out on really pushing through and lobbying. Thanks to years of lobbying from Greenwich. Uh, Greenwich West Councillors Matthew Pennycook. We're finally going to get a pedestrian crossing. Ooh. God, really making change here, folks. Really making change here. So, <clears throat> I think we need a change. And I've called for it before, but we need a change. These people, I mean, people like Matthew Pennycook, you know, people like the current political system that we have there are just not doing the job for the people they need to be doing the job for. And I think it's it's about high time we find some people that do and don't settle for anything less. So let's move on, right? Because that's an ongoing problem. But I'm just in this I'm in this mindset right now where this incompetence cannot be tolerated. These miscarriages of justice cannot be tolerated. We have to start letting these institutions know where the power structure actually lies and how that balance actually tips massively in our favor as soon as we wake up and realize that we are in control of the power structure. And it's time to do it now because we're slipping into these holes where it's going to be too deep to dig yourself out of. People are already getting too addicted to Facebook to be non-compliant with their ever-tightening rules and regulations. People are too poor and too busy to, to, to speak out and fight against politicians that don't give a shit about them. Or a corrupt government that's doing nothing to help their future, their grandkids' future, their kids' future. And we're just sitting around and letting all of this stuff happen unchecked. Our news cycle's 30 seconds long. We don't, we don't have the attention span to read into it, to do any sort of investigation. We don't have the inclination. We don't have the energy. Well, some of us do. And those that do need to stand up and be noted so we can put you on a track to getting involved properly and really start to affect some change. Or we're doomed to the same future as we're currently living in. And do I, do I think the world's a fantastic place? Of course I do. And I'm, I am an optimist in terms of the potential of the human race. But if I put my realistic hat on, 
then I have a shocking viewpoint of, of what is actually going on because I pay attention. So people need to start paying attention and stop paying attention to things like the fucking Met Gala Ball. This is what I see running up the news feeds in, on Twitter. You know, how Lady Gaga became like a human flower and then strolled across, like did some like performance art garbage. Like what are you, I don't know what she was doing. It was so, it was so awkward and so uncomfortable. And I just like, I'm catching this stuff like peripherally as I'm scrolling and then just checking the absurdity out. Like if you saw that kid from One Direction, he was he was dressed in women's clothes. And it, and people would be like, "Yeah, but so what?" Yeah, but for what? Oh, are you so closed-minded you can't understand that clothes are just a, a construct of social uh, of social restriction? Like fuck off. He was wearing a women's blouse. And his partner, whoever the fuck he was there with, was wearing a red version of the Seinfeld pirate top. It was ridiculous. Some dude was wearing, you know that movie, We Need to Speak About Kevin? Well, Kevin was at the Met Gala Ball and he had 17 eyeballs. But you couldn't see him at first because he was holding a mask over his face that was a mask of his face. And this is art. Some chick was walking down... Uh, what was her name? Like Hadid or something like that? She was dressed in gold. Painted in gold. The fuck are we talking about? Then you got Kanye looking like a goddamn security guard in a $40 Vans jacket or something. Dickie's jacket. Dickie's jacket. You know, Kim Kardashian's wearing Spanx or something that like sucks her waist in so she's looking like, you know, one of those people that's got like her ribs removed and then they wear the corset. You know how bad it looks? That's what she looked like. I mean, it was just... It, it was the most, it is the most pretentious day of the celebrity calendar. And it just really shows how ridiculous these people are. To go dressed up like some of these people got dressed up. What's art, what's arty about it? Like what's, what's so artistic about some of these I really don't get it. It's a this is a dinner for charity by the way. Right? But they just spend all their time focused on these idiots walking up the red carpet dressed in the most uh, some person got carried like like carried on a slab by what looked like people who could be like Egyptian soldiers. Like the Pharaoh's guards or something. Like Amy Ratajkowski was dressed up like a female version of Thor and had some like tinfoil covering her titties. Like This is what people are paying attention to. We got real issues. We got women defecting from Pakistan because they had to serve prison time for blasphemy. Right? We got people getting their houses broken into and we give a fuck what Kendall Jenner's wearing? I mean, let's get our priorities in order, people. Who gives a shit about the royal baby? I want to find out what our government's doing about Brexit and the future of our country. Cross-party talks are going to be tenuous. Yeah, they fucking should be. But let's get something done. 
Let's start making some real action. So I'm done. We're over an hour. And maybe this was a bit of an angry episode. I don't know what I'm going to call this one yet. But I've been a bit, I've been a bit wound up. I've been a bit wound up and I hope it didn't, I hope it didn't turn you off the show. I hope it under, I hope it became clear to you that I'm impassioned about these sorts of issues and sitting around doing nothing about it. And I know you could turn around and say, well, you're not doing anything about it. You're just talking about it. Yeah, but at least I'm talking about it. We're talking about Palestine, who is basically, they have, a, okay, so Palestine have electricity for four hours a day, right? Because Israel control it. They have a limited food and water supply because Israel control it. Half of the children in that country do not expect to reach mature age. Fact. There is a humanitarian crisis going on in the West Bank and Gaza, perpetrated by the Israelis, and nobody is saying anything. But if you say the first word in support of Palestinians, you're anti-Semitic. So Palestine launched four bombs at Israel, and it killed, or launched two bombs and killed four people or something like that. Israel's response was to launch a bombardment of, of, of artillery strikes, killing like 23 people. I think four children died. They blew up a hospital, I believe. Like real fucking negative shit, right? Real bad retaliatory shit. And, and it's very much the David and Goliath type of situation in this, right? So if you don't support Palestine, I don't really know what to say to you. And if you come at me with the whole Hamas thing, then, you know, <clears throat> then we're on the wrong track already. But I'm willing to engage in these conversations. But I cannot support or pretend to condone anything that Israel is doing. Their disgusting administration, Benjamin Netanyahu is a criminal in more than one way, in more than the ways that, is he, that he is being indicted for. So please tell me again while, why I should be worried or concerned or interested in the baby that came out of Meghan Markle's pussy. I don't care. The royal family has nothing to do with me and impacts my life in no way. This is not headline news. They've been following this story for a week to two weeks. When is she going to pop? 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 Oh, by the way, the climate is going down the toilet. When is she going to pop? 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 Woman escapes from Pakistan after incarceration. When's the baby coming? When's the baby coming? When's the baby coming? Oh, there's a, there is a middle-class cocaine problem with mothers. When's the baby coming? When's the baby coming? When's the baby coming? You know what I mean? Let's get our fucking priorities in order, please. Anyways... Who cares about the royal baby? Who cares what Kendall Jenner's wearing? Who cares about what the fuck I'm saying? I just appreciate you listening, guys. And if I've gone down a negative track on this one, a little bit controversial, a little bit aggressive, a little bit, uh, <clears throat> you know, a little bit confrontational, then if that's not your bag, don't listen. But I got to vent on these things because they need venting on. So hopefully that's your vibe. And if it's not... There's millions of other podcasts for you. But for, for this show, we need to speak truth. We need to speak truth about and to power. 
we need to address the real social ills that are going on across our across our world, across our communities. We need to draw attention to the things that the news doesn't have any interest in covering or expanding on things that they don't want to spend enough time on. We have to be that voice. We have to be a voice for that, for those issues. So we will continue to be so. And I hope you get down with us. I hope you continue to fuck with us because I appreciate you listening. And I love you coming back to listen. But if it's not your vibe, I get it. Not all the shows are like this. We know that. But sometimes they're going to be. And I hope you ride with me when they are. So I love you. This will be available on Thursday morning. This is episode 88 of The Quiet Part Loud. We're coming back again probably, I think probably later this week. But if not, definitely next week. I wanted to preview the UFC. But I looked at the card and I don't really know if it's worth it. Um, Rose Namajunas is fighting, but again, I don't think I'm going to break that down. So tune into that. It's going to be on this weekend. Should be a decent card, but it's nothing that I really want to kind of break down. So we won't, uh, but we will be tuning in and probably do a recap on it next week at some point. So until we're back again, guys, have a great evening. If you're listening, well, you won't be able to listen to this this evening, uh, cause it won't be out tomorrow. So have a great Thursday. Um, if we don't speak before, have a great weekend and, uh, and I appreciate you guys. Thanks for listening. Get us on SoundCloud, get us on Spotify, get us on iTunes and get us on Twitter, but no more Facebook until next time, guys, all the best. <laughs>